Hey guys, and welcome to the Coffee and Turner Syndrome podcast. My name is Brooke. Pour yourself your favorite cup of coffee, and let's hop into today's episode. Hi guys, welcome back. Today, we are doing a bit of a Q&A. <laughs> um, there are three questions that I want to cover today that came in, and they're really good ones. They're really fun ones. So I have two from the YouTube comments and one from my Instagram stories. So I want to pull up my Instagram stories first. The question I got on Instagram is, can you ever see yourself moving out of California? <laughs> if you don't know, I live in Northern California. I live in the beautiful Redwoods out in the forest and I love this area. I absolutely love this area and it's been really great. That being said, there are a few things that just the way things have changed in California in a lot of ways um, just makes things a little more difficult. And so for a few different reasons, yes. Do I think that's going to happen anytime soon? I doubt it. I I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. And the way things have been going, like, let's be real, I really don't know and I shouldn't try to guess because watch my other videos to see how me guessing goes. I don't know for sure. Um, could I see it ever happening? Yes. I could see that possibly happening at some point, if the circumstances and situation and everything was right, I could see that happening. Do I think it's going to anytime soon? Probably not. My guess is no, not anytime soon, but you know, okay. That's all I know <laughs> for now. So there's that. And then on YouTube, there were some really good ones that I wanna touch on um, one specifically to do with Turner Syndrome. The question is, when you read reports that hit really close to home, either health or Turner's related, how do you decide if it isn't the right time emotionally and what do you do to handle this? I have the idea of a holding folder for stuff that is too hot emotionally at the moment, but I know I need to get to it when I'm in a better state. I love this topic. I have kind of touched on it a little bit, um, I don't think I've delved into too much of, like, how how do I know if something's too much for me at that moment versus not, and what do I do if it is. So I think that's a good thought process to follow through. I think that's really important, especially as we have so many different things that pop up, so much gets thrown at us, <laughs> um, thanks to... The advent of the internet, it can be articles, it can be YouTube videos, it, anything, it can feel really overwhelming. <laughs> Whether it is just general health stuff or turners or whatever pops up. And particularly for me, the situations I run into that end up being the hardest are when there's a fellow butterfly that has passed away really young. Whether it's a mom that was pregnant, lost their baby, whether it was somebody in their 20s or 30s had a dissection and had complications and didn't recover, um, 
or just had heart surgery and didn't recover or had complications and didn't recover. All of those circumstances end up hitting me the hardest, I think. Um, and you really have to know yourself. I know that's a really vague piece of advice and a really like, well, yeah, that'd be great. Um, but it's really important to look at what that actually means. So when you really know yourself, you can read your own behavior. This is getting into my psychology stuff that I love. Um, but basically what I mean is you can, you can read how you're feeling better and then track that back to this was probably contributing or that was probably contributing. Kind of start understanding how things are influencing you and if at the time of seeing the headline or the post pop up you feel like that might be too much. I mean in general, if you already feel overwhelmed, more of that is not going to lower your overwhelm, it's going to increase it. That being said, I know I'm somebody that, while the situation might be bad, my overwhelm is decreased the more I know. Some people might think that's counterintuitive, but for me, I like to understand and I feel more comfortable and confident when I understand things. So understanding is part of me lowering that anxiety, lowering that overwhelm. That being said, too big of a flood of information is just going to be a general overwhelm. So you're still going to have the same impact. If you do determine after kind of checking in with yourself how are you feeling at the moment is this something you feel like you can handle right now is it connected to something you're going through right now which might make it an even larger impact on you then you decide it is too much for right now and you don't want to go there right now but you want to do like you mentioned in your question a holding folder where you can put things that you want to come back to when you're more ready when you're in a better state of mind for it. I think that's an amazing idea. I think bookmarking things, um, <laughs> if it literally means a file folder on your desktop or whatever you can do to kind of save things you wanna come back to, I think that's a great idea and a great way of applying that concept of giving yourself that room to breathe and keeping yourself at a pace that you can handle. Now I want to touch on a little bit of your phrasing at the very end where you said, though I know I need to come back to it. Um, and like, I got the feeling you were talking about not letting yourself forget to come back and not just letting yourself hide away from it because it's difficult. Um, that was kind of my interpretation of that part of your question or post or comment, I mean. And that's another thing. Sometimes we have to push ourselves to do the hard work to educate ourselves on really difficult and emotionally and mentally taxing topics sometimes. Because for us, educating ourselves is 
basically facing the reality of all the different health complications and awful things that could go wrong, right? And ways of avoiding those things. And that gets heavy. But it is also important not to just shy away from it because it's hard. And I think in that same vein of a holding folder where you can put things until you are in a better mind for it. Having tools that you know help you process those things. So people around you that help you process. Um, sometimes it looks like only reading bits and pieces of it at once. Sometimes it looks like reading it several times to fully take all of the information in. Um, sometimes it helps to keep things in context and ground yourself while you're bringing all of that in so you can be reminding yourself how does this apply to me? What's going on with my case? If you're reading an article about dissection and you know your last echo was totally normal looking, you can have that context for yourself that can help ease it being so overwhelming in that moment and help remind you, okay, this is how that applies to me. And that is important to keep in mind too. Um, sometimes it is those people around you that can help you. Sometimes it's somebody to bounce ideas off of or just vent <laughs> your feelings to. Um, to be honest, it's also a professional. It's also maybe a therapist because there is a lot of grieving that comes with Turner's. There's a lot of grieving and mental work to do with Turner's. Not necessarily the mental health trends that get talked about, although that is definitely a piece of things, but just the whole experience can be so emotionally taxing and so complicated. And so having that person to help you process those feelings is very, very important. And so knowing when that's a tool you need also, whether it, and it should be up-leveled to a professional doing that, that's an important thing to know about yourself also, is to determine whether that's something you need or not. Again, all of that is case-by-case -case basis and just different avenues and resources, but all good things to think about. And I think having that plan in place before something overwhelming pops up is going to feel like night and day to when you don't, to before having that plan, to before having mentally processed how to handle it. That would be a huge help to that whole experience to have that plan in place ahead of time. Because when you're feeling those emotions, it can very easily let the moment get away from you. So that is my thoughts on that. Okay, and the last question I got, which is a really, really fun one, is what would your dream job be? The 10-year-old Brooke would answer this very, very differently. Um, but at the same time, I don't think she'd be surprised for where I am now. 
and I think it kind of falls in it. Um, so my dream job growing up through well into my teenage years was singing. I love music. I love singing. I was in choir. I was in the children's choir when I was a kid. I was in the high school choir. I was in choir in college. Um, I have always loved the performing arts. I've always loved music and acting and dancing and so I always loved those things. I gravitated towards, I really loved the behind the scenes of movies. I still do. I've always loved the behind the scenes of movies and filmmaking and all of that. I've always loved the same thing for music and I, it's my favorite. <laughs> and so my dream was to be a professional singer or performer of some kind, but then I really clarified singing was my focus. And then in high school it started shifting to, oh, but I also really love like psychology. And it was more of, I found a way to understand how my brain works because my brain is just wired that way to analyze everything and people watch and that is just how my brain functions. And I love helping people. I love taking care of people. And that really meshed with that as well. So to put that into one, while this is not my day job, um, everything within that applies. While I'm not really playing a character on my channel or really doing any performing, uh, you are in front of a camera and it is being posted for the whole world to be able to see it. Um, and so that level kind of equates to the same thing. You know, you're, you're, you're engaging people, you're interacting on a very large scale with the focus on you. So it, it's a similar experience. Um, and the other aspect is of helping people. My mission with my channel is helping people, is helping other butterflies navigate everything that is Turner's. It is encouraging people with mental health advocacy to break this stigma and be able to have these conversations that need to happen and give all of the resources and knowledge that I've learned in both of those camps to you for it to help. And so I'm helping people. I, I hope I'm helping people. That's my goal. And so in a way, I kind of feel like my channel is my dream job. Um, that might sound corny. This probably got way more serious than you expected the answer to be. <laughs> you probably expected just that little bit in the front. But it, it is. Um, I love sharing and I love being creative in this way. I'm also like such an outspoken person and this gives me an outlet for that. So I would say my dream job right now would be my channel. It is my channel. It's it, my channel and my podcast. It's um, I guess those being my everyday, 
you know, right now it's not, but that is my goal. That is my dream in a lot of ways. It gives you time freedom. I get, I would get to decide, um, everything and yeah. So I hope, I hope that wasn't too corny or cheesy or turned it too serious, but I love the work I do on my channel. So yeah. I think if I was totally honest, I have random moments of time where I'm like, but could I still go after music? Could I still, like, try to be in a movie? I don't know. It would be fun. I would love it. But, you know. So, <laughs> I hope that answers that. Um, and thank you guys so much for your questions. If you have any more you would like to submit, Put it in the comments and I can do another video answering more. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this. I will see you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Coffee and Turner Syndrome. If you would like to support the podcast, I do have listener support set up on Anchor. And if you'd like to leave me a voice message, I would love to hear from you. Don't forget, you can find the video version of this podcast on my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash brooktv. Make sure you're subscribed so you see when the next one comes out. And I will see you guys in the next episode.